Hi, and welcome to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast, highlighting artists, teachers, authors, and philanthropists of the regenerative movement. People who are committed to and showcase qualities of planetary leadership. My name is Julian Guderlei. I'm a transformational coach, a breathwork teacher, and committed to a world that allows people from all walks of life to thrive. I'm your host and creator of Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. And in today's episode, I'm hosting an interview with Fabienne Fredrickson. Fabienne is a powerful catalyst for solo business owners who seek to make the greatest impact they can in their work while creating certainty in their business and financial security in their lives. The thing that gets her out of bed each morning is that she believes that when women make their own money and lots of it, they experience a profound feeling of safety in their life. And that's when they take up more space in their families, in their communities and in the world. And so I am looking forward to a conversation about you know, more, more equality in an embodiment of our species, of the way we think, the way we act, the way we do business. Um, with these words, welcome, Fabian. Mm, thank you. I, I have a great feeling about our conversation today. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. We're, you know, we're connecting across the world and all, all our listeners are connecting in from across the world because these are topics that span the entire planet at this point. It's, it's not just a, an insular kind of experience um, to, some, to some people. And, and so let's jump right in into maybe a little bit of your origin story of, of like, you know, some of the, the great insights you've been you know, kind of nourished from in your own in your own work, and then how you're passing this on to people. I know you're a big public speaker. You're a business coach. You empower women. You you, you do a lot of things in really encouraging and empowering the gift that is within people. Yeah, um, where to start? Um, I, I'm from a, a two nationality family. My father is French and my mother was American. And whenever I was in, I was born in France. Whenever I was in France, I was the American girl. And when I was in America, I was the French girl. So I always had this feeling of not being good enough. I was never French enough and I never fit in in America. And what I realized is this feeling of inadequacy that I felt my entire life, not being enough, not um, being accepted um, ended up driving a lot of my life and a lot of my career. And um, one, you mentioned that I'm a business coach. I have been for more than 20 years, um, worked with tens of thousands of, of women so far, blessed to, and realized that there is an insidious um, belief system not just in women, but in, in most people, uh, belief system that we are not enough, that uh, we are uh, powerless. And this even shows up with people who feel that they have a big purpose in the world, and yet they feel ill-equipped. They feel um, uh, not qualified. And this has been a thing that has shown up in my life again and again and again. And I have come up with tools uh, or I've, I've stumbled upon tools that have helped me move past this feeling of uh, not being good enough and given me the courage, the bold heart, the name of my company is Bold Heart, given me the bold heart to step to the next level 
of my, my work in the world and my legacy. Happy to share some of those if they come up. But the idea that I'm bringing forth is I realize that there's often an internal struggle with people who are here to do great things. They feel it inside and yet thinking, ah, no, it's not for me. I'm not sure I'm the one. Um, and that's something that is, uh, resonates a lot, especially mm -hmm. in these times when great change is needed. Yeah, that's, that's a really great context that, that we are having this conversation in. It's, it's undoubtedly times of great change. It's a cosmological time for change. It's a planetary time for change. It's, it looks like we're witnessing systems implode, uh, or at least being ready to implode. And we know on an environmental level, we have a lot of work to do to, to align back into this purposeful kind of state with nature, right? That's part of the ecology. So let's unpack it quite a bit more of your work there in this idea of like self-worth, right? And then how do we actually show up? You know, I read it in the intro that, that like, like what gets us out of bed every morning and actually does so. And maybe I can just start with a vulnerable share around, you know, just how this feels to me because I definitely have learned to operate as a type A personality go-getter when needed. This was the world I grew up into. And so I can use this as a skill, but that's not necessarily how, uh, you know, I think most people are naturally is I, I don't really struggle with what I need to achieve, but there is this like up and down. And then there is this like, what is the right way? And often I realize this go-getter attitude actually creates a lot of these like spurts of uh, enthusiasm and then the, 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 the dip of like um, second guessing and maybe not knowing and, and being uncomfortable with that. And so what I've had to learn is to just really drop any kind of modus operandus and, and just really arrive deeper and deeper and deeper into my why and why am I doing this? Like, is this really getting me out of bed and uh, even gets me through the hard days and the days that I'm, I'm actually feeling like, oh, I, I'd rather like smash it all against the wall and never come back to it. Like, let's say the podcast or like the, the coaching I offer, right? Like these days are part of, of the cycle of a year, I would say. Um, they don't really take hold of me too much, but I've learned that these, these tools I've learned in school and university, they never helped me across it. What really helped me across it is this ability to be vulnerable, open and real with, with people like you that, that can like empathize, but also help pick up the pieces. Well, I'd love to add some insight to this. And we were actually, I, I did a, a, a full day meeting with, with um, some of our UK and, and Europe clients today. And we talked a lot about burnout uh, that and it was 100% women on, on the call, about 60 of them, and all of them were saying, I have to really watch my energy in being in this go, go, go energy. And you talked about it as type A. I broke it down into, um, and I don't know if this is, you know, usually I speak to a lot of women, but we talk a lot, a lot about masculine and feminine energy. And a lot of, Masculine energy being a doing energy, a, you know, uh, a more of a pushing energy, 
and the feminine energy being a receiving and surrendering energy. And if you look at the way that um, males and females are balanced, are built, and and the engine, it makes it makes a lot of sense. But we can also talk about men and the male and female energies there, and same in women. And what what, what I'm getting to is. For thousands of years, the masculine energy has been rewarded. Push, 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 go, go, go. Why aren't you doing anything? You must be lazy, right? Uh, how are you? I'm great. I'm busy, so busy. This push, push, push energy, which is great because it gets chic done, right? You, you get things done, but there's only a, a point. There's a point at which that energy will lead to this giving up thing that you're talking about, like, you know, giving up with the podcast and giving up with the coaching because, and I don't know if that's true for you, but it's, I've seen it um, with the people who, who work with me is that they don't go enough into the feminine energy of being and resting and going within, right? So the sun energy versus the moon energy. And I bring this up because it's been it's become really clear to me, especially for change makers and people who are up to really big things that require visibility, that require doing things that are outside of their comfort zone. When they don't have time to retreat, they get they get depleted. When you get depleted, you get resentful and you get um, and you feel like throwing your hands up in the air and saying, "I'm not sure if this is worth it." And so. I think this is an appropriate place to talk about the fact that everything that works in this world has a combination of masculine and feminine energy. And even in our businesses, in our missions, if we're just going with the pushing energy and not the, the, the being, we will experience some sort of burnout or frustration. I'd love to hear your thoughts about this. Mm, totally. So I think, you know, um, yes to all of this and then for everyone listening who that is actually new new to like dig in a lot deeper and i hope we'll unpack in this episode and for everyone who's like yeah sure i mean of course and i do this and let me just say i can identify with that which means with that second group which means my reflection is intellectualizing this and just understanding it is really just step one of many 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 steps and so I definitely have a lot of space for being in, in my week, even in the way I choose to live. That's why, you know, lifestyle kind of comes first as a decision of how and what do you desire to truly support you to then embody and empower your why even more. Uh, you know, for me, Vancouver Island is one of those choices where, you know, has been my home in the last seven, eight years, because it's like a spiritual home for me. It's a place like um, few other places in the world where I have a, an ease to drop into this just way of being and that, that way of surrendering this more feminine way naturally by the environment I'm in. The reason why I started with like, I could identify also with this, like having maybe intellectualized areas of this topic over the last, like, you know, 10 years where this has entered my sphere really strongly is because I don't think there is an end to that kind of exploration of a harmonized masculine and feminine energy within ourselves and then within our interplay in relationships, romantic relationships, business relationships, friendships, and the way we actually build society. And so when we talk about change making, we talk about planetary leadership, um, you know, all of us, I think, are called into a 
and maybe this word take it with a care but like a truer and truer embodiment of the word true take it with a, with care but like a truer and truer embodiment of what this balance actually means because um to make an, a tactile example for me there are times when i'm still when i'm the moment i get back to the laptop i'm like switched in into this like do 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 mode again and i'm what i'm realizing is that that alone has its limits because it's not just resting and being when i'm uh off grid or when i'm in nature it's also maybe coming to my work with this more receptive energy to start seeing oh now i'm actually perceiving all this different i don't need to make the first step here i can just see what actually unfolds and maybe receive a conversation before i um you know um reach out and, and email a dozen people so so I'm, I'm seeing nuances and layers of that all across my last seven years into all the way into this now moment that's that's my thoughts on it for for this moment yeah, great. Love it. Yeah, so, you know, especially knowing that you work with, with women primarily and, 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 and like mostly, right? Um, or, or only? No, we, we probably have 5% of men <laughs> yeah. who, who appreciate learning from a strong woman and being surrounded by other strong women. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely like being surrounded by strong women. There's something, there's something about that that's a theme in my life. So I want to know more from you right now in, in this moment. Like, what are some of the topics that you think are like exclusively, you know, exclusive, exclusive, but like are coming up primarily in like a feminine community that, that are just like, you know, such valuable reflections on the way we talk about leadership, the way we, um, you know, even women are kind of forced into the more masculine uh, embodiment in, in corporate environments, etc. Okay, I, I actually do seminars on justice. When when I invite people to come into the Bold Heart Business Program, I don't talk about marketing and growing your business. I talk about your business, your way, uh, to roomfuls of hundreds of of women. And the first one of the first things I say is, the masculine has been rewarded in our society for five thousand years, and so. If we see ourselves as, as wanting to be successful and to take up more space, we naturally want to be rewarded. Therefore, we will act masculine and we will cut off a whole half of, of, of how we naturally show up. So I'll give you an example. Um, it's where we show up with a lot of that pushing energy and, uh, and we forget that we are wired as women or, or people who are feminine and it's not just women. There are men who are very much masculine, but who are also very creative and, 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 uh, and, and show lots of that feminine. Let me go back. We will forget our needs for connection and collaboration and love and community. So, and talking and, and, and being together. And I've been in a lot of masterminds. All of my mentors have been male because I, that really is, or, or I've had female mentors who were masculine. Um, and what I noticed is there is very little room for the, for what's called the, the, what is it called? The, the chemical, the, I forget the, 
very little room for oxytocin. And oxytocin is this bonding uh, chemical that we get when we hug, when uh, we women make babies, we are, uh, we are making oxytocin at the same time. Same thing when we nurse our babies, uh, higher levels of oxytocin. And the, the masculine world, this business world that we live in doesn't allow that. It is ridiculed to want to have love and beauty and connection um, in a business setting. And what we've done at Boldheart is to provide that, uh, that combination of strategy and accountability and implementation and direction and coaching and all of that within an environment that is embracing of love and hugs and flowers and beautiful food and love and love and and love and what i've noticed is that when we can provide the context we've got the content but when we can provide a context that feels really natural for women giving women an opportunity to talk things through whereby in the world women are oh, she just wants to talk she just yeah this is how we're wired we're wired to talk things through well the male energy goes <clears throat> you know like dig deep in a solo energy the female energy tends to and i realize i'm generalizing okay of um, course it's, it's a it's a exploration and conversation of course we're generalizing we're simplifying it yes. all is happening in everyone but then also there is a society tendency that we're emerging out of and we're all wanting to learn how to do that better and so that's why we're having this conversation with you yeah yeah and i, I noticed this it's not like i read this in a book uh, i noticed it for for now 21 years with tens of thousands of women who are looking to play a bigger game and their impact their influence their legacy they want to create ripple effects they want to be change makers and industry transformers and they want to make their own money and lots of it they all crave connection and collaboration and communication and oxytocin. And when you give a woman that, you empower her in a way that you've never seen her like this before. Why? Because she's now fully expressed, not just half expressed, she's fully expressed. When she's got, she knows that she's got hundreds of other women and some men behind her, forgive the cheesy reference, but you know, being the wind in their sails, she feels enough, she feels invincible, she feels qualified, and she knows that if she falls flat on her face, she'll have this community of people who will accept her as is and, and fortify her going forward. So what I have noticed is the more that we can give people I believe that the masculine craves that 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 place too, maybe in a different way. But the more that we can give women uh, the the context in which to succeed in in business and in their mission, the more women will take up more space, speak up, have the courage to make change. Because right now, my personal belief that is deeply seated is that 
there is an overbalance, over imbalance of masculine energy and the feminine. Uh, it's time to have more of a balanced feminine approach. 100% and, and I'm so grateful for this exploration. I think, you know, there's, there's a bit to say about the historic context of that. And, and I, I just want to bring that into, you know, people's minds. I just pulled it up here on the side. It's, you know, think of it in Switzerland, one of the more like um, role model countries in lots of people's minds, women were allowed to vote 50 years ago. That's in 1971, right? Like 50 years ago is, is a very short timeline, even in, in the States and in, in Germany, just to mention three very Western, very industrialized nations. It's just a hundred years ago, right? So even that is, 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 not, is not a lot if, we, if you look at it. And so we come from this historic context where for a lot of people and the family lineages, it, it's just so normalized that, that like, you know, women have a role. And we know if we go across culturally in, into the world, there's a lot of places where still like um, women are seen to have a very specific role rather than giving the same freedom than men. And so in that transition, I think what we're seeing in that freedom movement of gender, freedom movement of sexuality, you know, reconciliation, we're talking about this, this obviously a lot right now to reconciliation of pain and trauma from the past, both in the equality, but also in the equality of different, um, you know, like ethnicities and races, like we have so much work to do, so much healing to do. And I think when, you know, you mentioned oxytocin, when we bring oxytocin into meetings into business um the business arena something different happens and i want to i want to find a way to to bring in the notion of purpose into our dialogue here um Fabian, because you know two things that i want to highlight here is one COVID and this pandemic we're in has shown us that there is space for a radical change of how we do things which is, which is good, meaning maybe there is a space to not just return to business as usual, but to understand what are some of these, you know, frameworks that have to change in the way we meet in business to allow for a much more humane, much more real, much more transformative kind of meeting. And then the shadow side that I'm observing on that is we're meeting through technology. And in this technology Zoom kind of world, you know, it's, it's the like, basic biological functions of let's say you know hugging someone and 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 receiving this dopamine and oxytocin and like sinking heartbeats to be like oh wow we're, we're both here together well well great we don't need to dominate each other well, now we're both here let's hear what we have to say and then arriving into this being it's i don't think it's impossible through zoom that's why i'm hosting these conversations on here but it's it's it's, it's not easy please please yeah i'm so I, I want to tell you what we have, I don't know if we've pioneered this, but over six months, no, more than six months ago, was we've been using Zoom at Boldheart for a very long time. We have clients all over the world. Um, we've created something called a conscious engagement online. And I'm doing it now and I don't know if you can notice it, but once I explain it to you, and I, if I show you everything, I can, I can, sh I, I really, I'll, I'll share as much of it as you want me to. We, I believe that it can transform how we each use Zoom. So first and foremost, 
May I, may I share the, the, some Please of the- Please share it. For everyone who's just listening to the audio, we'll do our best to describe what's also happening on the video. Because I'll describe it as I do it, yeah, okay? Exactly. So notice how I'm framed in the shot. Notice that my laptop is close. But when I led my 60 or 70 clients online today for an entire day, so we went from 10 a.m. Paris time to 5 p.m. Paris time. And the entire time I was this close. So notice how closely I'm framed. Also notice that I'm looking right in the camera instead of down here, right? I'm not trying to, I'm, I'm not pretending to be an expert at this. We have been practicing this for years and especially in the last six months and with COVID we've been because we've had to flip entire three or four day events online. And most companies won't even do three hours online. We've been able to do four days and people at the end didn't want to leave. So part of it is getting closer. The other is to look in the camera and as if you're looking into the person's eyes. We have other things like conscious engagement online is to like, I have said to a woman, I remember uh, this was in end of March and we're having a full day meeting online and she starts to cry because she used to have a million dollar business and her partner left and all of this and the business went down again. And I said, Julie, and I leaned in like this. I said, Julie, put your, put your head on my shoulder. And at first Julie's like, what do you talk? What? And I said, just pretend, just put your head on my shoulder and let me give you a hug. And I said, everybody else, close your eyes and give Julie a hug. And with my eyes closed, holding her, like I've, I folded my arms in front of my chin right now as if I'm pretending to hug her. I, I said, do you feel it? And she had tears in her eyes. She said, I felt it. And I know some people could ridicule this and yet we all felt it. And so there are ways of using these very um, classic tools and doing using them differently. So shall I share some more with you? There's some more. I just want to re relativate what you said. Whoever ridicules this, like, I, I, I think in this audience, everyone listening is, is, is used to these, to these uh, kind of explorations already, but like ridiculing uh, something like interconnection through, you know, the felt sensation of energy is, is actually just against science. Like we, you know, we have empiric data on the reality of noetic science and the reality of the noetic grid, which is the interconnected nature of everything. And so, you know, in the quantum entanglement studies that have been done, uh, Lynn McTaggart is a great person to research in her books and the, the power of aid and all that and the, the intention experiment. This is where prayer, breathing in resonance and holding space for each other actually is a felt experience because it's energetically we're, we're really there for each other. So yeah. I love where you're going. Okay, good. Going. So, so uh, I, I do an event uh, called the Mindset Retreat. Um, I have done it for, this is my 13th year. We just did, uh, it's a three-day event, and it's always on stage. It's always in the U.S. I was going to do one in London uh, in March, actually. And obviously, with lockdown, quarantine, confinement, whatever you want to call it, we decided not to cancel it, but to pivot it online. And I, I vowed to each of the attendees, uh, there was 300 people signed up for this three-day event. 
I vowed that it would be even better than in person. And half of the people uh, backed out and wanted their money back. So we dutifully gave back their money. But I, and then we sold tickets to a lot of people who weren't able, they could attend now from Australia or whatever. And I vowed them, I said, we all take personal responsibility for using this medium and it's going to be better than in person. So things like always have your video on, always 100% of the time, uh, high-fiving each other, right? High-five me, Leon, right? Like that, right? And looking in the camera, golf claps, like when you, when you see 50 people on your screen, you're saying something and you have 50 people going, yes, yes awesome right you start to feel an energy and serve everybody like right when you can give each other words of affirmation and and uh and celebration in the chat when you can somebody's having a hard time and you send her a heart when you when you're crying because you're sharing something deep from something that happened in your childhood and it's blocking you from playing a bigger game and you have a full screen of people sending hearts and saying, we've got you, we've got you, we love you, keep going, you're safe with us. It changes everything. And so these are some of the things, you know, using the breakouts in a very particular way. These are some of the things where you can bring love online. You can take 300 people who have never met and they feel closer by the end of a full day or three days than feel closer than some of their best friends. That's conscious engagement online. And that can is yeah, beautiful. I'm really glad we went into that into that exploration. And there are Sorry, many say that say that last sentence again. You, yeah. I don't even remember what I said, <laughs> but it, it's well, bringing in, it, it, it's might, bringing in, it might come through in the recording. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's bringing in some of that feminine, some of that oxytocin online. So we can be, you can be in San Francisco. I can be in Paris and we can, we, and we can feel each other. Definitely. And I think there are, there are totally upsides to, you know, feeling each other also from the comfort of our uh, own four walls, which for a lot of the introverted, um, not so much like physically dominant people, you know, it's much easier than meeting in like a space where, you know, your physical dominance, again, like influences a lot what happens in the space, unless we've learned to unpack this and to like surrender and then, you know, enter a space with, even if you're like me, like a, a tall, tall-ish man, you know, over six feet and like, you know, has, has that statue in a room that, you know, usually gets revered. You can, you can drop that, right? But it takes conscious practice to do so. And in an online room, none of that is actually relevant, which is really, really interesting. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. Oh, I short intermission. This is your host, Julian, for a short announcement. Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast is currently entirely self-funded from my private coaching practice and work in the world, speaking at events and teaching breathwork, meditation, as well as facilitating leadership programs. If you're at a place in your life where you're ready to level up, step forward and be all in, then this might just be for you. Have you considered hiring a coach or is it time to find someone who deeply cares for the same evolutionary revolution on our planet? If that's the case, I'm your guy. As a transformational coach, I've worked with hundreds of people at events and in person via weekly calls over various months. 
I'm in service to switched on humans just like you who are on the cutting edge of some of the most progressive stuff on planet Earth. And if that's not quite you yet, but that's the dream inside of you, then even more reason to reach out. Well, whether you are a successful entrepreneur, a startup founder or an artist, I am here to support more people to deepen their planetary purpose. I've developed highly tailored coaching programs that are based on bringing out your gift into the world because I believe in a world in which we can empower and encourage all individuals to express their unique gifts. And all right, before we get back to the episode, make sure you visit my website greenplanet-blueplanet.com slash mentorships or simply find your way there by clicking work with Julian and book a free consultation with me. And if you listen to the end of the episode, I will give away a discount for listeners only. So here we go. We're returning to today's episode. I love it. I want to hear a little bit more about you and some, and you know, explore some of the the, the depth that you've learned with all these tens of thousands of, of women that you've been working with, but, but from Fabienne's perspective. So my next question is going to be about trust. And I believe trust is a very important notion into surrendering into the unknown, into the mystery, receiving more from a, maybe, you know, as you explained, like a feminine perspective. And so for you personally, and you can go with it anywhere you choose to, what is required to experience trust? Okay, so this is what many of them tell me, uh, have told me over the years is um, when they come and I say, you will feel so close to these people by the end of morning one. And, and they don't understand that. And part of it is because of trust. So one of the very first things that I do, I, I, have, I have the unique ability to create, to rapidly create communities of people that trust and love each other within a very short amount of time and it's it's by how i'll say i but you can do it anybody here can do it this is my approach is first it's about creating and speaking i say this we are in a sacred bubble a sacred bubble of non-judgment and total acceptance and love if we understand that we are all one and anything that separates us is uh, very little compared to what unites us, then you are officially now in the bold heart bubble. And in the bold heart bubble, we support each other. In the bold heart bubble, we accept each other. And we have the courage to be vulnerable. So one of the ways that I, so one, I stated, and two, um, it's about giving people the opportunity to get vulnerable. And the way that you do that is by being vulnerable yourself first. So when I used to teach the mindset retreat in, in uh, person, the way that I started would be to dance in, in, behind the screen so there's like 400 people in the room right lights music behind the screen i would i would jump on all these like av boxes and barefoot and stuff like that but then like start dancing and i'm moving my arms now for those who are just listening and the because of the way that the lights worked my image was was bigger than bigger than life and what people told me over the years is 
uh, it was a very, it's a very vulnerable way to start an event. But you know, it's, if I can, if I can put myself in a place, powerfully put myself in a place where you could criticize me, but I'm powerful enough and I believe in myself enough and I will open up my rib cage and show you my heart knowing that you could, you could hurt me, but I'm do so powerfully. I give, I now set the tone that we are going to be vulnerable here going forward. And when you again and again can share, I, I did this a lot in, in my book. I wrote a book called Embrace Your Magnificence, how to get out of your own way and live a richer, fuller, more abundant life. And throughout the book, when people read it, they're like, wow, you went there and you shared everything. When you share deeply and powerfully, it gives permission to other people to share deeply and powerfully. And especially, although the men appreciate it too, especially with women who deeply want to share be seen, you have very quickly, uh, you start forging relationships within a community in, in very short amount of time. Mm. When you give people the opportunity to talk about the 5% that's going really well, that they would normally not share with people because they would feel guilty and they would feel like they're bragging. And the 5% that's not going well at all, as opposed to the 90% that we typically share, like I call it the level three sharing, you know, the, the, the level one is, how are you? Good, how are you? Right, and then level, you know, that's like yacht club share, country club sharing, totally. right? <laughs> you, and right? it's very cultural level one sharing. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Like my cultural background does not appreciate level one sharing at all. Right. <laughs> level two sharing is what I call acquaintance share, and it's and, and even friends share. And it's, you know, how's Timmy doing at school? Oh, good. How's business? Good. You know, you know something about each other, and you can have a, a two hour conversation and not actually tell them what's totally. really going yeah. on with. That's level two share. Nothing is being really exchanged, yeah. And level three share is what I call go there share. And if you were sitting, if you were, if you were in one of my environments and you were sitting next to me, and we actually did this today because this is the first time we've had a conversation. It's as if I could sit down next to you. And if you say, Fabian, how are you? Then my response would be, well, since you're asking, here's what I'm, how I really am. And that's when you share the 5% and the 5%. And when you give people the opportunity to do that from the get-go, and I do this in every single meeting, there are people who've been with me for seven years and they do this every single quarter with me. You forge relationships again, really, really quickly. And so that builds trust. And when you can build trust by being vulnerable first and making it safe for people to be vulnerable, when you can make it, it, people trust each other very, very quickly, you create an environment that is unparalleled. Mm -hmm. Because in the end, I deeply, deeply believe, and I act this way in my business all the time, I believe that every single human wants to feel significant. Absolutely. Every 
Absolutely. Yep. Every single yeah. human. This is the beautiful thing about the masculine feminine piece is like what unites us all in the, you know, um, matured masculine and feminine within you is that some of these desires and needs are completely human and being seen, being loved, being recognized, being acknowledged, being called into your gift. All of those are, they're natural to all of us. That's why we can all actually connect over them when we go beyond the level one and level two way of connecting and socializing, which, you know, I, I appreciate a lot of masculine qualities personally, uh, as well as feminine qualities. So what I like about the masculine quality within me and within groups and within networks and even within my, my female partner is like an ability to be clear, concise and to the point can be very, very uh, useful and attractive. Now, I'm not saying this is the operating system for all moments, but I'm just saying sometimes it's a really good skill to have. Now, level one and level two sharing are kind of a cop-out because of wanting to be concise and to the point, which then like kind of, you know, uses the masculine, um, the positive quality of the masculine energy, but actually takes it into a negative shadow version of it because you're sharing something short, brief, and to the point, like, oh yeah, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Business is good too. Yeah. And then new clients and yeah, at home, things are, things are all right. You know, it's life. And, and so, and so you're, you're, you're covering your true desire and need for depth and connection and being seen as the unique contributor to life that you are. And that the other person is you're covering this up with a masculine quality that actually isn't needed at that place. And so it's really, for me, like what I'm hearing in this conversation is really about understanding this, this balance because every moment is different. Every room is different. Every constellation of people is different, right? Like if we had this conversation with, with one more person in here, you know, shout out to, to Yasmin Elbagari who introduced us, who has been on the show. Like if Yasmin was in this room, this energy was already be, would be different, right? If everyone listening was with us on this Zoom live right now, this energy would also be different. And so our ability to become present in each moment to create, I would say our own trust first, even to, to drop into this, what you said so beautifully, like this vulnerability first, um, it's, it's really, really needed. And I want to segue from there into purpose because I, again, anything you want to just add, just add it. But like, I felt like you were naturally kind of guiding us there in your elaboration and eloquently so in the sense that when trust is given, when we create vulnerability, then actually, every individual showing up in their unique gift is so much more likely. That's exactly right. So the reason many people, this is my view only, the reason many people don't walk into their purpose, into their calling, is they fear rejection. They fear being cast out of the tribe. Because a lot of times, Purpose doesn't make sense in their lives. They have a calling, they feel it, but this is not what, there is this, I see it as a, as a kind of like an artist. Sometimes an artist doesn't wanna show their most, mm, their most true work because if somebody were to reject it, they would feel utterly rejected at the core. And when you can create trust with a human being and you can make them feel significant and make them feel heard and seen and understood 
and loved and supported and promised there will not be judgment. If you can create that bubble and then you invite them to be their most vulnerable and the highest expression of who they really are in the world. And you can, if you can create space where they can, to use your word, unpack who they really are and what they really want to do and give them permission to be that fullest expression of who they really are in the world and what they're really here to do, then they can step in powerfully into their life purpose. Then they feel empowered to say yes to the things that absolutely make no sense. And I, I really deeply believe that each one of us has things that we are passionate about and that the things we are passionate about are not random. They are our purpose. They are our calling in the world. Mm -hmm. And, it, and it, there is a problem when people work with, with me. The problem is that after some time, the thing they're doing that, that's not working before starts to, they start to realize it's because they're trying to market something that they're not passionate about. And so when you can, when they reconnect themselves with the things they're passionate about and the things that are they're calling, and they start to market that with even half of the effort that they were marketing the old thing, that's when the results come. And they come in such great um, volume that it, it can be absolutely astonishing what happens. And so purpose is a huge part of what we teach uh in our marketing programs in our business growth programs you you i think it's very difficult to grow a business to seven figures multiple seven figures if you if this business is not your calling because then you will be pushing 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 and every obstacle every speed bump you're just going to want to give up but if it's your purpose if it's your calling if it's your passion you you it will be not about you anymore it will be about the people that you're here to serve and the legacy that you're here to leave. This is, this is, yeah, this is it. This is everything. Yeah. I believe a purpose first economy is really one of the next logical evolutions of capitalism as we know it. And, you know, profit could still come second um, or maybe third after well-being of planet and people, but, 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 you know, it's like a purpose first economy seems to make a lot of sense. And so, I heard passion a lot in what you shared, which I think, well, no, wait, I don't think, I feel is, is the right, is, is the right uh, direction because I would call it joy. What, are, what other than passion are like, you know, words or definitions for purpose in, in, in your mind? Like, like, how do you define purpose? If you were to elaborate even more on it. I think joy can weigh, I, I think the difference between passion as I see it is there is more energy for me than the word joy. Passion, it's, there's like a momentum there. And I believe that passion can be like a fire in somebody's belly. You can be passionate and energetic about something. And so the is that the question that you asked me well the distinction between joy and passion is is a good one um 
I don't want to use the word unpack again now that you called it out. Just go ahead. No, that's a classic like <laughs> podcasting filler word. Um, you know, especially second language English like makes me really aware of that sometimes. And so what I'm trying to say is if we take apart the word purpose a little more, right. what else is in there? There's this feeling of, there's several feelings in there for me. There's one of, I can't help it. I was born for this, right? Uh, Joan of Arc, Jeanne d'Arc. You know, wow, I'm, I'm not, a, 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 not afraid. I was born to do this. And in purpose for me, there are many people, I've had to talk many people off a ledge and saying, I know you're scared, but if this is your purpose, listen, you have free will. You can close your eyes on, you know, rest your head on the pillow at the end of your life and say, I was too scared to live my purpose. And that's okay. But that will be your biggest regret. There, there is a I can't help itness uh, in how I see purpose. There is also this deep connection to meaning and fulfillment. When some, oh my gosh, I have so much to say about this. Deep connection to meaning and fulfillment to the point where say it, if you're yeah. fully living your purpose, it doesn't freaking matter if you make money or not. But the ironic thing is the more you live your purpose, the more you will likely be rewarded financially for it, especially if you're willing to play it uh, full out. If you are really connected to your purpose, you, you are so connected with the divine that people look at you and say, what, who, who are you and where did you come from? Because I obviously, or at least I see it, your purpose is very, very much connected to the divine. It's a, it is the divine working through you. So, it's kind of like seeing a, if you think about an entertainer or, or somebody who's so clearly in their element, you watch a Michael Jordan, you watch a Lady Gaga, you, you watch a Beyonce, and I'm, I'm sure lots of other people, they're so good at what they do that they're, it's kind of like you're in literal awe, just your awe. And the awe is because A-W-E is because you are witnessing the divine in action. So when you are doing your purpose, you are allowing yourself to be the vessel for the divine to work through you. And people, people just want to watch that. They want to witness that. And that, that, I mean, I could go on and on about purpose, but we can start there. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I love where you went there right from the bat with, you know, this notion of like, what is yours to bring into this world? You know, that's, that's kind of my, my words that, that I would take for, for this. And yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you around wonder and awe, you know, like when we feel this awe, this is a, a good way to understand we're kind of experiencing the divine through another person. Just like, oh my God, like, wow. And so more of that is the, what the world really needs. And, and if you want to share anything else in that direction, please, please feel free. This is something I've been giving 
a lot of attention in my own life too is like how do we as humans you know create a connection to planetary purpose which means nothing else than you embodying your purpose for the greater good of all which you know you do it without money but but ultimately it will also bring prosperity in many many ways to you um and so Often, yeah. mm -hmm. no go ahead please yeah Often people think that they don't know their their purpose. Hmm. Give me one moment. The music automatically clems on in in my in my space at a certain time of day, and that is that time of day. So I just turned it off. <laughs> that is passion for jazz. Um, a lot of people think that they don't know what their purpose and their passion is, but they do. They just haven't given themselves permission to acknowledge it. So the quote that I'm known for, and I've already mentioned it today, and that's gone around the world many, many thousands of times, is the, the things you are passionate about are not random. They are your calling. They are your purpose. If you can give yourself time to put your head, your, your ear to your heart and listen hard, you will know what is your purpose. And it's usually a combination of several things that you are passionate about. Um, if you want to know what it is, it's right under your nose. It's the books that you that you read. It is the conversations uh, that stir your soul. It is the things that make you cry with joy or deep sadness. It is it is those moments where you remember something that you did 15 years ago as the thing like you were just connected in in the moment um but most people will not give themselves permission to listen to that whisper that stephen pressfield in the uh war of art uh talks about like that those that whisper that you've heard tens of thousands of times about what what is your passion and your calling but you've dismissed it we all have it it is the things that we take for granted most of the times it is it is the the our belief systems that talk us out our our family members who who talk us out of believing that this thing that comes so naturally to us that we're so uniquely brilliant at um that though those that's your purpose and the more the more that you align with it the 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 more life becomes easy i cook a lot and a lot and several times in my life my i, I the oven stops working the way it it should just it, instead of taking a half an hour to cook the souffle, it's like an hour later, it's not working. The oven is not calibrated right. It needs alignment. And when, when you look at your life and it's not working, it is usually in part because you are not in alignment with your divine soul's calling. And so if you can go, you could be here, right? But if it's still not working, if there's still a struggle, it's really about going. And then when you are in alignment, you can lift the oars in the boat and just allow the river. You don't have to paddle 
upstream. You can lift the oars and allow yourself to be guided by life. Surrender. You can surrender to your purpose. When you are aligned, the, the divine will give you the next step. I've been recommending the surrender experiment to thousands yeah. of people. Beautiful. That's a beautiful one too. That's, that's just saying yes. It's surrendering to what is showing up daily. And, and that's how you live your purpose. Thank you, Fabienne. I have one more question for you today. And, and anything else that you want to call to action or point out towards, please, please also share it. My question is really about your dream for the earth, your dream for our species, your dream for our times. And I like to context that in a seven generational um, kind of time frame. So if we were to zoom out seven generations into the future, um, what is the dream for, for the earth that is, that is kind of, you know, in your heart space, in your mind space? We go back to the alchemical marriage, the masculine and the feminine. I had a divine download a couple of years ago. I have them often, but this one is relevant to this conversation. I saw that the masculine has been sitting on his throne alone for thousands of years. And because he has no one to truly connect with in a powerful way, it, it has gone awry. And what I saw is that the throne next to him has been empty. And my dream is to see the feminine powerfully be restored, not so we could create a matriarchy, so we can create the alchemical marriage of the yin and the yang, the, the feminine and the masculine. And once we do that, we will have sovereignty. We will be stewards of our planet. When you have the feminine being revered again, she will bring the masculine into its divinity in a stronger level. And we will stop pillaging. We'll stop raping the earth. We will, the, the, the alchemical marriage is missing. And so seven generations, it's very clear. It's time. For, for, to go back to balance. And, and that's when everything will begin working again. We'll, we'll, we'll move to a deeper spiritual or higher spiritual level. I think it's going to be a beautiful time. And we have the next few decades to, I'm gonna say what I really wanna say. We have to haul ass. <laughs> uh, yeah we definitely like it this decade like 2020 2030 like there's a big jump to make and every single person listening to this is invited to participate because really when we when we come from you know being a spectator from the stands onto the court and we're actually playing and participating in our own unique gift and ability that's what changes everything and that's when we can actually show up to grow and learn with each other too to have this alchemical process going on the way you, you explained so eloquently and beautifully in this episode, Fabian. Thank you so much for your time, for your joy, for your passion, for your clarity, for your receptivity. I'm, I'm, I feel really you know, honored to spend this time with you. Thank you. I had a wonderful time. Uh, you're truly a great person to speak with and, and I just wish you much 
uh, courage in continuing this amazing thing that you're doing. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks for listening and here we are again. This is your host Julian. I hope you truly enjoyed this episode of Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast and received some insights and knowledge for your life, relationships and business. If you love Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast, make sure to subscribe, leave a review that really allows this podcast to reach a broader audience and share it with a friend. Let me also remind you that this podcast is currently entirely self-funded. I'm a transformational coach and mentor, a breathwork guide, and want to offer all my listeners a full 10% off my private coaching work. That is as much as $500 for a three-month program, and this discount applies for all one-on-one coaching offers, as well as some select coaching groups that I host in person. If you're curious and interested, make sure to visit the website greenplanet-blueplanet.com and click Work with Julian. Let me tell you a little bit more about my planetary purpose and leadership programs. I am committed to accelerating our human tribe, going deep into unconditioning the blocking beliefs and blind spots, enabling your gifts and clarity to amplify for aligned business, healthy relationships and overall presence with life. I have worked with hundreds of people across the world, either one-on-one in small coaching groups online or in person at events. It is my gift to boost authentic confidence and guide you while asking the deepest questions that get you to address your dormant potential. I am an activator and catalyst for those who are ready to step into the highest version of themselves. We live in unique times and let me tell you from experience, having a coach makes a massive difference. I specialize on supporting successful entrepreneurs in unpacking their purpose and joy of life. I do work with startup entrepreneurs and artists as well and on request, I host individual breathwork mentorships. If you want to learn more, how to support the show, or suggest a guest, you can also simply send me an email. If you want to take advantage of the offer I just mentioned and claim the 10% discount, simply book a free consultation with me through my website, that is greenplanet-blueplanet.com mentorships, and mention the end of episode discount, and I'll give the discount code to you right here, right now. It's 808. That's right. That's your code right here, right now, 808. Mention it to me in our free consultation that you can book by the website and 10% are yours. That being said, thank you so much for listening today. Have yourself an amazing day. Don't forget to hit subscribe, review the show, and share it with a friend. Mm-hmm.